This is episode 21 with Tracy Brown. Welcome to the I Love Music podcast. My name is Jen Fedor. I started the I Love Music podcast to inspire people who love music, encourage people who work within the industry, and to hear each person's unique story. For this episode, I interviewed Tracy Brown, who is a veteran to the music industry. She is co-owner and manager of CO5 Music that provides national radio promotion to artists who compete on a national level. Tracy has worked with both major and independent labels and manages artists including Boy Epic and Ray Little. All right, let's get into her interview. What's one of your favorite, you know, childhood teenage memories of music? When, when, when I was five? Mm-hmm. We went to, I lived really close to South Padre Island and we drove down to the island at night, late at night. And we were looking for someone and my mother left me in the car, but Mm -hmm. it was the 70s, so she left the car on and the radio on. And she went and looked for these people at this place called Tent City where all the hippies were. Okay. And John Lennon's Imagine came on and I was five and I was in a car by myself and it was loud by the ocean. And it was just like a really cra- crazy kind of profound five-year-old moment where you're listening to the lyrics of Imagine yeah. going and really imagining it. Mm-hmm. Um, what music influenced you growing up? I mean, I think there's so much music that influences you. Yeah. Over the course of your life, you know, music evolves and so do you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like if you grew up when I grew up, you know, you could start with the Beatles, yeah. but then, you know, like... In high school, you find like the Go-Go's and Def Leppard at the yeah. same time, you yeah. know, and The Clash and, you know, go to college and find The Cure and Susie and the Banshees, you know, mm-hmm. so all of those, I think all of that music like really was, was very influential. Um, how did you decide to work in the music industry? I didn't, it just happened. I, I quit my job mm-hmm. that I had. Yeah for very frivolous reasons and then I didn't have a job so I went to the record store to get a job nice. and I got it yeah how did you how did you start working in radio well you know I went through a lot of different jobs till I just mm-hmm. got the opportunity so I mean where, where where I was and what I had two paths I could try to pursue yeah. based on where I was in the bigger scheme of things I could go sales and marketing or I could go promotion and at least okay. with radio promotion I felt like there was still some level of something that was a little more creative right than what sales and marketing was yeah and being closer to the artists for people that don't understand um what goes into promotion what what goes into um that world for artists because i think a lot of artists don't really realize what goes into like a radio campaign campaigns can take many different paths yeah and they have to start with a great song that can work right and you and i don't know what a hit is the judge and the jury really are the people yeah you know and there's very tangible responses Mm -hmm. to records that people feel passionate about yeah whether that's a correlation between sales and airplay or streams or views on YouTube like all those yeah. simple things but you see responses to it could you give like maybe an overview 
of um, like hot AC and that world sometimes I think is foreign for artists of oh there's like all these different you know um, yeah could you just give an over there's like, more formats than I could probably list yeah I mean we the ones we we think we know right pop right. yeah of course alternative yes but then there's active rock right. there's mainstream rock there's classic rock yes um, there's Hot AC, which mm -hmm. is adult contemporary. Yes. Um, which is basically recycled songs from other formats. Okay. M mostly pop, but there could yeah. also be some alternative, occasionally an active or a country or mm -hmm. an urban or rhythmic. Yes. So, so that adds in country right. and urban and rhythmic and, you know, and, and, and you've got Spanish stations, a million different styles right. of Spanish stations. And you know, talk of all different kinds, obviously. But you got gospel, classical. Yeah. Like there's just you know, there's R and B, there's urban, there's urban AC, right? Yeah. There's just there's so many formats. Um. And I left out non-common AAA. <laughs> oh my god. What is what? What's not? I don't even. What is non-common triple like? What's so AAA is adult album album adult okay. album alternative basically. Okay. Yeah. But there's not a whole lot of AAA stations, okay. you know. But there's some that we know, like right. KFOG in mm -hmm. San Francisco or KGSR in Austin. Okay. Um, and then non-coms are like KCRW here, right? Um, you know, uh, KXT in Dallas would be okay. another good one. Um, and they're non-commercial stations, so they're publicly funded. What What goes into making a good pop song? Well, I mean, I don't know if you could answer that question. Yeah. You just, you know, uh, melodies and hooks, I, yeah. I would I would say. But, you know, like they come in lots of different forms. Um, you know, I mean, Bruno Mars makes great pop songs. Right. Taylor Swift makes great pop songs. But they're, they're on different ends of the pop spectrum, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, you know, there's all great songs are pop songs. Yeah. Because pop stands for popular. It does. So it doesn't really define a specific genre of mm -hmm. music. Um, so you know w whether that's you know Metallica, yeah. or or whether that's Katy Perry, mm -hmm. you know, is all determined in the kind of way they choose to deliver their song. But the right. basic essentials of the hook, the melody, yeah. right? How catchy those things are. That that definition stays the same. You've worked with a lot of different bands, managing an artist, managing. Um, what what goes into that process for you? What like makes you decide that you're like I want to work with this band or this artist? I mean, you have to love what they do. Yeah. You have to believe in what it is they want to do. Um, and 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 you have to see you know I think I I think it's you have to see the potential and the talent. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have like you know, the biggest song in the world, if you see the possibility of that band to, to get there, or that artist to get there, then I think that's more than enough. Um, you know, and, and uh, but you also have to work with pragmatic artists who have their feet on the ground and a good head yeah. on their shoulders. This is a business at the end of the day, and, and it's a business, and for artists, it's art. And, and having that capacity to sort of intersect art and commerce to understand that 
you know, someone else spends their money for you to get your music out to the masses. Yeah. So you're going to sometimes have to make compromises to allow that to happen mm -hmm. until you, you know, have a certain amount of clout where you can start calling more and more of your own shots. And if you're not willing to make those compromises, then it's going to be a really long and ugly, miserable experience with your label. And they could decide just not to do anything for you if they feel like you're not going to right. be a part of the yeah. team. Yeah. Um, what, what are like labels looking for nowadays um, when they want to sign an artist? Because there's a lot of independent... A hit. That's it. A, a hit. hit. That's it. Most of them. I mean, yeah. there's very few, especially major labels, I don't see a whole lot of development. What I see is they, they find these bands, mm -hmm. they have a song. Even when you talk to A&R guys, you know, it's just like, yeah. you know, I, I love, like, I just need to hear that song that I can walk into my boss's office, you know, and get the green light. And it, the reality is, is even if they hear that song, most likely that song's not going to go anywhere because they're going to have the right. band go into co-writes or go into their own writing sessions, you know, and... And, and, and a lot of material gets, you know, kicked to the curb. When their music gets kicked to the curb, what does, I mean, what does that do to them? What, what have you seen in the past? Um, it, or do they just keep writing? Like, what, what has been that, been that response? I mean, I think really artists, right, that's all they can do, no matter yeah. what else they do in life, you know, they're, 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 it's, it's something that drives them to have to be able to, you know, write and perform on some level, right, right even if it's not the level that they want to. Right. Um, I mean, I think it, it varies for every artist, you know, I think... Um, do some some see it as a challenge of like I mean, okay I, think, I gotta keep a I gotta nation write. I think Aaron yeah. had two other label deals and two other bands and you know and those two bands didn't do what he wanted them to do yeah you know but it led him to so you know th that's not about perseverance I mean it is on some level but it's about the drive to just be a creator right mm -hmm. that's who he is he that's he has to live that way yeah and I think that you know, the artists are compelled to create art because they have to for their own well being yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they, they, they persevere. Right. Right. And find, you know, whatever their next opportunity is to, to, to sort of find a new platform to put their music out there. Um, for the baby bands that are out there, do you have uh, any encouraging words? Write great songs. Focus on your songs. It's only about your songs. For a long time, it's just about the songs. For your whole career, that's what you're doing. You're making songs. So if you don't like make that the priority and that the focus, and then, you know, like, yeah. it's not about anything else. All the other stuff comes with the songs. If you make great songs, you'll have a great career. Uh, why do you love music? Because how can you not love music? <laughs> right? It's a question I ask to all my guests. So, but I mean, yeah, it's I, like, yeah. I don't think I have an answer that I could yeah. specifically put my hands on for that one. That's because it is. Yeah. What keeps you going? What keeps you motivated working in the music industry? I mean, how lucky are we that we get to work in the music industry? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, like, it's true. Um, one of the girls on our staff recently left, and, and the joke was she, you know, finally grew up and took a real job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's music business, but mm -hmm. I think the word business is used very loosely. Yeah. Um, for, like, for, for a promotion, um, uh, 
like working on a promotional team for like radio, what is like your job consist of? What um, for people that don't necessarily understand that side of the world? What, yeah, like what are you? What are you doing? And what are you facilitating? Well, promotion is about like you know getting records played on the radio. Yeah. So you know, I mean, I think you can boil it down to three very simple to to really simplify the process. You know, you're engaging with program directors at radio stations and making sure they got the music, yeah. making sure they heard the music, and seeing if they they think they can play the music. Okay. You know, and once you find out that third question, then you figure out how you know which door you get to go in. What what are the promotion manager? Are they just looking for hits, or are they? Yeah, I mean, they're like, in radio. They're that's, yeah. that's the whole point is to just play the hits. Is there anything else that sells them on a band? Sure, or artist. I mean, you want when you think about certain artists and when they come out and how they come out and yeah. So you know, hopefully you you have a band. And a team that's smart enough to like start building and creating awareness right before you go to radio I mean the thing about when Coldplay drops a record for instance like you know because then it's a good example of like you know there's anticipation and right. there's press that's building up to it oh my god Coldplay has a new record coming right. out or whoever it is but you know on a, on, a, on a very large scale Coldplay you know qualifies but you want to create some sense of anticipation yeah you want people to tune in you know yes um, you want them to stream it. Mm -hmm. You want them to watch your video. Yeah. So you know, I think that a, a really great campaign isn't about radio. It's about all the different sort of drivers that a label or a team would have to right. like push that record out there, and you know, maybe even starting six to three to six months in advance of the record dropping yeah. to radio. You know, you're maybe there's some viral campaigns on some other songs. You could drop some other like deeper album cuts to start, yeah. you know, like, but to, to get to your radio campaign, you want, you want press going, yes. right? You want, you want the, the, the record getting played, you know, you want shows being mm -hmm. booked. Um, and all of those three areas of, of any campaign are very interconnected. So the radio campaign yes. needs press bullets and tour dates, right? And, yes. and, yeah. and the booking agent needs radio markets and publicity and press going on. And the press team needs tour dates and radio. They're all three telling a different story and they're all three interwoven. Yeah. All working yeah. together, to or, or not push, working at all, or not working at all. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. No, that yeah, no, no, that totally. And, and most of the time, you know, when records don't go, it isn't. I mean, there are cases where, you know, maybe the people working it sucked or didn't try that hard. Yeah. But the overwhelming majority of the time, when a record doesn't go, is because it wasn't a great record. For like independent bands that don't have um, like a major label backing them. What are like maybe the top three or top couple things that they can do um, if if they don't have a manager, if they don't, you know, um, what would you recommend um, to get like if they do have like a really strong song um, out out into the world? What what would you recommend? Well, if they can pull some <clears throat> money together. Yeah. And they can create content, mm -hmm. reasonably compelling content. Yeah. That isn't an eyesore. Yeah. Um, 
you know, then, 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 then you can find really great publicity firms, right? Yeah. Who can help, especially, you know, like push, if, if it's a great song, mm -hmm. um, you know, they can work to get blogs to feature the song, the video, yes. you know, maybe attach it to Hype Machine. Yeah. You know, bands have to work their socials, um, you know, in and around PR campaigns and all the time anyway. Like mm -hmm. whether you have a publicity campaign or not, you should be working your socials and, and working them well and getting smart and understanding what your audience likes and, yeah. and giving them a steady stream. But content is key and publicity is key and playing shows is key. Obviously, it all starts with great music. Yes. Um, you know, other, you know, social media marketing and whether you hire someone or learn to understand it yourself, the, the reality is you don't want to be snookered into those guys who are just buying you random fake likes and follows, you know, right. from people in Czechoslovakia. Yeah. You, you, you want to make sure that, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's advertising platforms. There's a lot of mm -hmm. things that you could do. And by the way, labels expect bands these days to develop themselves and, you know, to have 100,000 Twitter followers and 50,000 Facebook followers and, you know, 45,000 Instagram followers or more, you know, and mm -hmm. millions of streams and millions of views on their videos. And they have to, you know, be cognizant of that and be mindful of the fact that if you want to be competitive, then be competitive and, and look and see what your competition is. Yeah. If you in, in in your genre or in yeah. And 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 everything's acceptable, you know, if if you don't want to be a band that, you know, like if if you want to be that band that if you accidentally write a radio hit and it goes to the radio, okay. Radiohead hated Creep. They they were I think they still refused to play it. Yeah. And the label took it to radio and it was a big hit and I still think it's an amazing song. And it changed their career forever and untied their hands to be more, I mean, if you yeah. listen to, you know, Pablo Honey and, and, and then you go to the bands and then you go to OK Computer, like, you know, and you see this progression of just kind of like, I'm turning into the alternative rock version of John Coltrane happening yeah. with what they yeah. were doing in the, the way that he kept deconstructing his music, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and pursuing what his artistic aims were. So his commercial success, right, freed him creatively to still and, and still have a platform and a fan base that could appreciate that growth and evolution that they made. So you know you, you can bash it if you want to, but but you know th that that sort of commercial success again. The bottom line is it it it's it's an insurance policy to write record more right with the people you want to and the mm -hmm. places you want to you know yeah. to make music and creation what your life really is um, and, and and have a different kind of security and freedom yeah. you, you know your artistic license just gets stronger with success how how important is licensing music these days um for for artists and you know you know smart ones make a career out of it yeah. Yeah. I mean, because they make a lot of money and they write music and they love doing that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, obviously li licensing and seeking your music can break careers. Yeah. You know, there's huge opportunities and, you know, we, whether it's a surge in album sales, you know, for... Uh, uh, a, a more well, or, or like what was it, Empire of the Sun? Like they mm -hmm. got that, what was it, a Honda or Kia commercial? Right, yeah. And what was that, three year old record? Yeah. That yeah. never went anywhere the first time they launched it to radio, that was a huge hit after that. Yeah. When Phoenix got that Cadillac commercial, that record had already like gone, 
you know, to like number 20, went to the 20s, and then it just took a nosedive off the chart. They got that Cadillac commercial. I think it ended up being the number one song. Is it important for musicians and artists to get publishing deals um, these days compared to, you You've know... You've got to have some way to get that music exposed. So, yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, a, a publishing deal or working with the team, you know, that, that, that pitches your music to... Mm -hmm. You know, you know the, the not the, a non-exclusive deal. Well, you or, can you, yeah. you can get even exclusive deals with with yeah. those. Most artists aren't going to get a publishing deal because yeah. publishing companies are not going to spend money on music they don't think they can license. Right. Um, but you might be able to pay someone. You, that, that's a whole nother like thirty-minute conversation. Like. <laughs> publishing yeah. and, 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 yeah. and artists who have this sort of intent, which there are plenty of writing songs that have a higher capability of accomplishing, you know, like getting commercials or right. films or TV shows or video mm -hmm. games. Um, and it's very lucrative. And, you know, yeah. with, with the way artists get paid on on royalties, right, which mm -hmm. they don't really anymore. Mm -hmm. So they're going to get paid on their publishing. So, you know, if, if it's almost like, would you rather have a top 15 um, alternative record or hot AC record, or would you rather have like, you know, your song on the new <clears throat> Toyota commercial that runs for three months? Right. So yeah. not only is there a big payout and fee for the usage, right, but then the publishing kicks in and, mm -hmm. you know, and the money's more. Yeah. Yeah, and they have to make money to live. I mean, that's that's the goal, I think, of every artist, to be yeah. making a living, like, doing what they love and, and writing and, music. And I don't think that there's, you know, just, just because some artists make popular music doesn't mean that they're compromising themselves creatively. Yeah. I mean, I think, you, you know, that's, that's kind of a silly concept. And whatever artists make, as long as they feel like it's great and it's the best that they can be, then that great. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other, any other, you know, any other advice um, for artists out there or people who are working in the music industry? Work hard. Yeah. I mean, you know, whether you're in a band or in the business, just work hard and be smart. Great. That's the best you can do. <laughs> That's all you can That's do, it. really. Yeah. It's, it's true. Well, That's thank it. yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you again for being on the show, and uh, I think a lot of I people. I love this show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to Tracy for being on the show and the bang ups for the theme music. Be sure to like and follow I Love Music podcast online. All right, everyone. Until next time.